Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Southbury706, this community podcast. We have a special guest, Lauren. She's been on before. It's been a while. Lauren, how are you doing? It's been a while since we've talked, so what's happening? I, I'm amazing. How are you? How's it been? Uh, life is good. I can't get playing. Just uh, out here playing Fortnite, which you've never heard of. You might be <laughs> the only person on planet Earth that's never heard of Fortnite, which is very, very shocking. But, you know, it is what you know? it is. It is because um, I'm I'm not always out there. I'm not in the know, but I'm gonna look it up. And if there's no violence, we might get into it. I mean, it's it's got violence. Like I'm actually watching the video right now. It's it's got violence, but it's like mad cartoonish violence. Like this dude's running around in a suit, dressed up like a pink uh, triceratops, right? Like it's it's mad like childish. It's very kiddie. It's not like a Mortal Kombat, nothing crazy like that. So yeah, like there's okay. there's kids in like middle school that play this game. Like this is a kind of a kiss game but it's lit okay i don't have any middle schoolers so okay but okay uh, okay well, well I, I do actually yeah go ahead go ahead oh no you good but not anywho appreciate everybody listening checking us out you can definitely check us out on soundcloud or itunes or i'm sorry apple podcast For whatever reason it does not let people leave comments so if you're leaving comments uh appreciate it but they're not showing up if you use soundcloud definitely jump in the uh, mentions and you know drop us something let us know what you think so but yeah, jumping straight into it. Oh man, this uh this world under our uh, Emperor Forty Five has just gotten more out of control by the day. So last week we talked about the incident at Starbucks with the uh, two gentlemen that went into the uh, Starbucks in Philly. So more details have come out about that. So apparently they went in there, and two minutes after they arrived, the police were called. So they were saying they weren't told uh, read any rights to why they were going to jail. Uh, essentially, it was started from them coming in the store for a business meeting about real estate and uh, they were told they had to buy something before they could uh you know get a key to the bathroom right so after that like i would we'll sit on wait for our, our partner to come in and the police were called and things escalated and now we're at the point where the ceo of starbucks has decided to close eight thousand starbucks for uh training i guess for uh racial bias know. training Pretty much uh, how to not bother black people training. Pretty much. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm calling it. You know? Again, we back on the racist podcast. Shout out to Marcus Sniffles, El Chapo, but I'm bringing it back. Racism is in in 2018. It's the hot thing right now. So, But I mean, Lauren, you, you want to talk about this. My first yeah. question to jump into it is, do you shop at Starbucks or purchase their coffee? And will this change how you look at Starbucks or you spend your money with them? So, no, I've never, you, I don't drink coffee. So I don't eat, drink, or anything with Starbucks at all. Wow. <laughs> How, however, I know, I know. I, I tried their hot cocoa once, and it was disgusting, and I've never been back. Um, but as far as if boycotting is the answer, if I did, it would not change, you know, my relationship, how I spend money at Starbucks. Because I do believe that we can't hold a whole company accountable for the, in, the actions of a bad employee or two bad employees because it's not as if you know I, I don't I choose not to believe that when Starbucks hires people that they say hey are you racist and people say well yes yes I am sometimes and then they say <laughs> you, you you've you've got the job so as far as punishing the franchise as a whole as far as boycotting no but what I would say is had had they not taken the appropriate action, and I don't know that they did take the appropriate action because it's my understanding that the manager is just no longer at that store. Um, mm. So I don't think that I don't think that he was fired. That's problematic for me. 
Um, but they did, they are closing the stores to do the racial bias training, which is a good thing, you know. Um, I think the whole situation, though, brings out where we really are in 2018. Because Will Smith, I don't know if he, he posted it somewhere, tweeted, Instagrammed it, whatever. But he said, you know, racism is not getting worse. It's just getting filmed. Mm. And, that's, a and, great, that's a great take. That's a great take. Yeah, and so it was like that. That's that's the real thing about it. And then when Starbucks, I don't know if you've seen where Starbucks, uh, when they where they tweeted on their or they posted on their Facebook page about them doing the training, closing the stores. And I don't know if you've seen the comments, but the comments from white people were awful. It was like so because one person is an idiot, now nobody can get coffee for a day, you know because of one incident and so the fact and, and the, the the comments were actually horrible and the fact that starbucks and they actually starbucks responded and i feel like they responded accordingly to each of those comments and they even said you know racial bias is more is bigger than just starbucks and as uh as a huge company we have a responsibility to be a part of the solution so while it doesn't end and it's not you know isolated to Starbucks, they understand that they have a corporate responsibility to to be a part of the solution. So I can really respect, you know, Starbucks. And if I did eat there or drink there, I would continue. What about sense. you? What about you? I mean, so back to what you were saying about, you know, the hiring process, if they ask if you are racist, there's actually what I'm told from my KKK connections. Uh, they do a secret handshake, so they don't have to acknowledge verbally if they're racist, but they do like a Oh, my handshake. goodness. But, okay. But now, for full disclosure, I did work in Starbucks once before. It actually wasn't a pretty, it wasn't a bad job. Actually, it was a horrible job, but uh, it was pretty chill, but they were kind of weird. You got to get up really early. It's, Starbucks is really honestly like a cult. Like, you have to like learn coffees. Um, I don't know if there's people that drink wine or that have had like wine tastings, mm -hmm. but they kind of have that mentality where you have to kind of learn the coffee you're drinking. You know, we had like a journal. We had to write our emotions of what we felt. We drank the coffee and what flavors we tasted. We had to get a like mm -hmm. stamp to verify that we knew what we were talking about. So uh, imagine them putting that much work into uh, talking about coffee that they would put into this racial bias training. So hopefully they have that same energy and same uh, same approach to this. But now with me, I'm not going to lie, I was at the grocery store, store uh, and I was looking for some uh, K-Pods for my Keurig, and I grabbed a Starbucks one, and I said I grabbed it, and I put it right back. I'm like, now nah, let me get something else. Now, I'm not the type of person that, you know, jumps on every boycott wave, but with this one, it's like, okay, they're all our alternatives, right? There's other stuff I can drink besides Starbucks. Like, they're so branded well that my brain just went to Starbucks immediately. But I'm like, you know what? It's not like you said, you can't really blame everybody for the actions of a few, which I hate when that happens in any other situation. Exactly. But when I can do my part to, you know, have some, some morality in a sense, I, I'm kind of going to not rock with them until I see some positive changes with the company or I see the two gentlemen, you know, get paid, get compensated. They should get compensated for the time. Like they yeah. were arrested and detained for eight hours yeah. for essentially doing nothing for being black. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's funny because I want to say two things. I, I agree with that. So the first thing is I agree with what you said about, you know, making there are different options. And I think that black people have a tendency not to think about blind, buying black until something like this happens. But, you know, 
I, I, we all, if you know, my my fiance always brings up, you know, you remember back on Black Wall Street where they were, you know, so many black owned businesses and. You know, I don't think that we as black people on a day to day basis say, okay, well, instead of going to Sears or Walmart, let me go and find a black grocery, a black owned grocery store and spend my money there. The only time we want to take our money from the white people and help our own is when we feel like the white people have wronged us. The white people wrong us. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 366 days a year, every four years. And for some reason, we don't seem to take that in unless it's publicized or, you know, national news. So I just wish that as black people that they would, you know, we would start to just have that mindset period. You know what? This is a big chain. They have enough guests. Let me go. They have enough customers. Let me find, let me try out at least, let me give these smaller businesses, black owned businesses, you know, a try. And if I like them, if they have good customer service, let me give them a shout out on Facebook. Because what I see a lot of, I've never seen a, oh, I went to a black owned business today. The service was amazing. The food was great. But what I do is I went to a black owned business today and they were so rude and this is why you can't deal with black people. So you always see the negative side of dealing with black businesses, but you never see any reviews. I have not, you know, when it comes to dealing with, you know, positive and really professional black businesses. And I just wish us as a people would start to promote that more. Um, Yeah. With black owned businesses, it's kind of hard. Like I know on Twitter, if there's something, you know, it's black owned, I'll retweet it or I'll check out the website. And a lot of people will complain, like you said, like, you know, maybe this restaurant has bad service or whatnot, or maybe the quality is not as good, but you got to think about it. Like, let's say there's a clothing company that does fitness stuff. They're obviously not going to be at the level of Nike or Adidas because they just started out. Like Nike had to start somewhere too, but you have to give these, these people a chance to support them, give them the space to grow. Even with like, for example, podcasting, like there's a lot of black podcasts out there, but a lot of people want to listen to, you know, more of the mainstream ones before giving other people a chance. But it's like, you know, these people, you know, they have, uh, I guess, more resources, but I mean, they get more support. So we actually have to support, you know, people that you rock with, whether they're big or small, as long as the product is good. And that's how I feel about this podcast. Not saying that we're not supported because we're not, you know, we're black or whatever, but just one of those things that, that kind of tied into that. But going to the, uh, talking about the black business, so like I was at a mall one time and there are some kids they had their own shoe cleaning company like where they sold their own products like I could have easily walked in the foot action foot locker or whatever and bought a cheaper product but because it was black owned I gave them a shot it wasn't even they didn't have to sell them like look for a black owned company cool here's a couple of dollars you know what I'm saying <laughs> kudos like, yeah yeah so that's that's what we have to do man you have to support people so you give them the opportunity to grow and maybe one day be the next big corporation you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's and, that's and, how we have to support our own. Absolutely. And and just to to say, it, that doesn't mean that no one ever has a bad experience at Nike. No one, that is, that's not to say no one ever has had a bad experience at Publix or Chick-fil-A because I've had a bad experience at all of those places, but we don't really go and publicize it on a level that we would if we went to a Black-owned business and and had a bad experience, you know? So, but the other thing is, is I do want to say, I think that the police in this situation got a bad rap. Um, you know, the police chief in where, what did it happen at Philadelphia, wherever, whatever city it was, the police chief there is black. And I do think that people were complaining about the officers arresting the people 
But I do agree with his assessment that the police officers did their job. They did. They didn't do anything wrong in this. Okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm, that's a cop out. I'm not taking that. The reason I'm not taking that is because you didn't legally do anything wrong. But as a police officer, you should be able to exercise common sense. They if have discretion. No, they had no discretion. You should be able to say, hey, guess what? Everybody in this restaurant in the Starbucks is saying there was nothing wrong. Nobody's doing anything wrong. There's no crime committed. No disturbance happened. And you're still going to take the time to waste people's money, taxpayers' dollars to book somebody and put them in jail for what? Because of your pride? Because of your ego? No, I don't because think you have the, Because you have the right to? Like, just because you're a cop, you should still be able to say, hey, guess what? We've looked at the situation. We evaluate the situation. There's no crime being committed. So, but there, uh, but they, there, but what, there was a crime being committed. What was the crime? Be, they were trespassing because, and, and how hear you, me how out. You hear, hear me out. Public place. Hear, hear me out. No, absolutely. Starbucks. Those people own that that establishment. Anytime somebody asks you to leave their establishment, if they were outside, they would have been fine. They refused to leave, and so because they refused to leave. That Starbucks did not have to give a reason. No one has to give a reason to say, get out of my restaurant. You really don't. Is it right morally? No, absolutely not. But the problem is, is once the police officers asked them to leave, they refused. And so Starbucks had a right at that point, at that time to say, yes, we want them out of here. And if they don't leave, they are now trespassing. So the police were called to remove these people because they refused to leave. So what, as a police officer, you don't get to say, well, yeah, I know you want them out of here, but you don't have a valid reason for wanting them out of here, so I'm not going to arrest them. Okay. They would never have, they, they would have never been arrested had they stepped outside. Even if they, and, and, and I hate to even really say it because it well, sounds like, it Why sounds like. They, stepped outside? they were there for two minutes. They were there, for, I, but they were there for less time it takes to tie your shoes. Yeah, I but agree. No, no, even no. though that's the, the law of the land, the rules, just because it's the rules doesn't mean it's right. Right. I just don't think that the police officers did anything wrong in this situation. I think the responsibility for everything that happens solely lies on Starbucks. They are 100% accountable. Those employees are. I don't believe that like, the police officers did anything wrong because it wasn't enough time. You know, I think the, the situation was is they went in, they asked for the keys to the bathroom, they said you had to be a paying customer. They went and sat down, and then two minutes later, you called the police. So apparently you didn't even go over to them and say, hey, I see you sitting here, but, you know, you have to order something and give them an opportunity to say, once again, we are waiting some for someone. We will order once they get here. He'll be here about 15 minutes, you know. Yeah. So, it, I, so I, I wholeheartedly agree that Starbucks was wrong. The employee should be fired because there had to be some type of biasness to even, you know, two minutes is. I would have, I would have, she should have been taking the next person's order or worrying about exactly. the, the customers around line, but to take your attention off of what is in front of you to put it on these other people and to call the police officers, you know, there's something wrong in that situation. I just don't feel like the police officers did anything wrong. Well, yeah, by, by the law of the land, they didn't, but when they go home at night, they know they're stupid and that they should exercise better judgment. Uh, another issue is that well, not an issue, but I guess the area in Philly that they were in, it doesn't have a high population of black people. So that's even more fucked up that, okay, this is not a high area of black people. So when one shows up, we're automatically going to assume there's a problem or they might rob us or going to cause trouble. That shouldn't be the first thing that comes to your mind. That's that's kind of one of the things being black in America is like, 
you, you can't win for losing. Like I'm just going in here to have a business meeting. I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm trying to be a, what, what, what do they call it? A gainful, gainfully employed citizen. I'm trying to boost the economy by doing business. Yeah. And I go sit down and not two minutes later, I'm in handcuffs. Yeah. And I lose eight and, hours of my day because of the color of my skin. Yeah. Now, mind yeah. you, how many other people, white, black, Chinese, purple, pink, were sitting in Starbucks without purchasing a thing? How many? Oh, I, I agree. Probably, I, probably, probably dozens, but they weren't trespassing. I think we should take our business to, to Panera because I've gone in there before. I do eat at Panera's. And I sat there sometimes without buying stuff, and no one ever, no one ever bothered me. So this is probably the first time in Starbucks history anybody's been asked to leave. Starbucks, <laughs> the, the trick with places like Starbucks or Panera that have like Wi-Fi, the trick is, is that they have the free Wi-Fi. Maybe you don't go in there with the intention of buying stuff, but after sitting there for a while, you might have two dollars in your pocket. I'm gonna go buy a soda. I'm gonna buy a biscuit. I'm gonna buy well, they don't sell biscuits, but right. I'm gonna buy a, a muffin or something like that. That's that's the draw. Right. That's that, that's how they do things. That's the business model. But for somebody to come in and sit down and be immediately essentially arrested is ridiculous. And then I think that 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 the question one of the questions that I had is I they did confirm that their policy is to use the bathroom. You have to be a paying customer. But in order to use their free Wi-Fi, do you have to be a paying customer? Like, is that a rule? Because I don't think that everyone is. So it's not as if they went into their bathroom after they were told not to. Even if they just went to go, even if they had no interest in buying anything, is it Starbucks policy in order to use your free Wi-Fi that you advertise that you have to buy something? Because I've never heard that. So I definitely think that, you know, they have a long way to go. But again, you know, there was another situation with LA Fitness, which I, you know, we, we may talk about where, you know, the people were fired. I think that my only issue here with Starbucks and their reaction is that these people obviously were not fired. Hmm. Yeah, so there was an LA Fitness Center in New Jersey that there was a young man that had a membership and he had somebody signing as a guest and they were asked to leave. Again, for what reason, we don't know, but we we don't know, but we do know. That makes sense. Like we already know what it is. Well, the the and I you know what? I feel like this situation was a little bit worse. I, I don't know if you've seen all the videos that they put out. But yeah, in so. this in this situation, there were, you know, the 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 get the member, and then he had his friend with him as a guest. They approach his guest and say, "Oh, you you you're, you haven't paid." And then when he was like, "I'm a guest signed under, you know, this member," and he was like, "Oh, well, they haven't. They're not current. They're not active, or they're not up to date on their membership dues or whatever." So they he told the lady to go and check, but apparently she didn't want to go check because she was off the clock. Mm. So, but instead of going to check, because she was off the clock, she went and called the police. So, when the police got there, they took him, they got the actual member, they went, he swiped his bag, he swiped his little card, it turned green, and she just walked away. No, she didn't offer an apology, she just walked, she kind of turned and walked away, and he was like, and so the police were called for what? Can I go exercise now? And apparently, according to what they wrote, they went back to exercise, starting exercise. And 10 minutes later, the manager came and told them that they had to leave and that they were terminating his membership effective immediately and that they were banned from L.A. Fitness. And so you'll see a video in there asking for, of the guy asking the police officer, why was the membership terminated? Why was it terminated? And the police officer just standing there kind of with a smirk on his face like, you know, I don't know. You know, you have to ask them that. 
And it really does. So it just goes back to what I say. It does put the police in a bad position because the police are there to enforce the law and the law essentially is made by these bi- the person oh, who owns oh, wait, the facility. Now, I, I'm going to disagree on that. The police, you, the police, mm. are, there for, police are public service, right? Absolutely. I, I get it, but they're not here to enforce every law. You're not going to call the police on me if I'm at McDonald's getting a water cup and filling with Sprite. Essentially, that's against the law of McDonald's, but you're not going to arrest and, me for that. And if, but I t- but you stop, if but I was yes, in McDonald's with a Molotov cocktail, that's listen, different. Listen, no, no, no. But this is the thing. If you get free spot, Sprite, you are stealing, and McDonald's has the right to call the police on you. So okay, that, they it, do, it goes but back, again, that's where you ex- exercise back, discretion. It goes a, back, a, a right. Because cup of Sprite is not hurting anybody. This person that clearly was a member of LA Fitness, he wasn't correct. hurting anything. You're there right. to protect and serve the public. Again, if he was in LA Fitness hitting people with two pieces and choke slamming people, that's different. I of do want to. Of I course, do you'd wanna, have, cl- have your membership terminated, but you're in I there doing every day. Hooping I do want to clarify in this situation. I do not believe the men were ever handcuffed or arrested. Um, they, the police were called on them, but I do think it, that when it came down to it, when they said that their membership was terminated and that they were going to be banned that, you know, the police told them they had to leave and that they did leave without incident. So they were actually never detained, I don't believe. But um, the police were called, but there was no arrest in this situation, to my understanding. Well, shout out to uh, Jill Gruen, the executive vice president of LA Fitness. She confirmed the manager and the two employees were not no longer employed with the company. So big ups yes. to her. Yes, and then they also are riding the Starbucks train, uh, train, and saying that you know we're going to look into training for racial bias training and things like that to train our employees. So you know, um, somebody tweeted once that you know America needs to shut down for you know a couple of years for racial bias training. I saw that. That's true. It makes sense, man. Like it's not, it's not a Starbucks thing. It's not an LA Fitness thing. It's an America thing. Mm-hmm. But it's fun that you even say America. that. And but it's funny that you even say it's an American thing because you know I love CNN. So I was watching Smirconish yesterday, and he said, "Is this just a U.S. problem?" Because he said Starbucks is an international company. Why are they only shutting down their U.S. stores? And you know I didn't have the time to actually listen to the whole segment. But what was interesting to me was that you would even ask that question, like where else. And we have CNN covers worldwide news. Where else have we seen the kind of incidents that we've seen besides here in the U.S.? I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's definitely not publicized, if any, if at, at all. Because I've never heard of any kind of, you know, black cop shoots down, you know, white cop or white cop shoots down black kid or you know, not not internationally. So I don't know. It. I think it may be, you know more widely spread in the u.s than it is you know anywhere else so yeah well again i'm gonna shout her out again uh the homie zamara uh ooh, i can't say her name zamara at xx dsp mxx she actually lives in, in the uk she lives in europe i guess uh she's african-american she dm me last week asking me about if america as far as being black is as bad as it's made to seem i said this last week on the podcast it's not as bad as it probably looks in the news but as a black person, like the guy at LA Fitness and the guys at Starbucks, it's like you're always aware that you're black. Like you always know, like, hey, like even with the, the Starbucks thing, I, I make it a point when I go in places like that that I do buy something. Like it's a shame to think like that, but 
just so I don't get no problems like that. Like, yo, even I have to buy a water, like, yeah, let me get this water so I, so nobody will bother me. And yeah. that's a shame that I have to waste my little $2, but it's better than getting handcuffed and arrested for eight hours. So I think yeah. over there, and we were talking more about the, uh, the gun violence problem also. Yes. She said over there, that stuff doesn't happen. Not like it happens right. here. It's like almost every other day, like we were talking about earlier, how you were saying there was another uh, school incident with the shooting, that that doesn't happen yep. in these other countries. Like, it, it doesn't make sense that yeah, we're, we're just like the worst of the worst over here for whatever reason. Yeah, guns aren't legal. Citizens, regular citizens can't have guns in a lot of other countries. <laughs> so they don't deal with the gun violence because they don't have guns. And that's not to say that no one is ever going to buy an illegal gun, but, you know, it, I don't, you know, we don't know what the solution is because we've had them, but it, it it's definitely worse in the U.S. Like, we're supposed to be, you know, the best country in the nation, but it's also, I, I would venture to say that maybe the most problematic, especially when it comes to gun violence and racial bias. That makes sense. I mean, just sticking with the guns, though, just last night there was an incident at a Waffle House in Tennessee where four people were confirmed dead. Uh, there was a, oh, what's this crazy-ass dude's name? Let me see. Da, 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 da. Was he white? Before you ask. Before you ask. The shooter yes, was, was white? Okay. Of course he was white. Of course he was white. Uh, but you know his, what? Wait a minute. No, no, his name is Travis Ranking. He's from Illinois. Uh, apparently, he was naked shooting people with, uh, you guessed it, AR-15, America's mm. a choice of terrorism in this country. Uh, so, yeah, so he's, I guess he's on the run now, but Have not even about him. him. No, they didn't catch him. But it's a, it's, it's a shame that this this always happens. Uh, it's always AR-15, it seems. But you know what? You know, Republicans and Democrats buy guns. You know what I'm saying? So. They're, they're never going to get rid of the gun problem. This is just going to be a continuing issue. So, And it's, it's funny because when I say, was he white? You're like, of course. You know, back to publicizing certain things. It's like because when you because a school shooting or any type of mass shooting is something that you'll want, you'll have media coverage on. And in almost every instance, they're a white person. So we categorize white people as serial killers or terrorists. And in every instance, when you talk about, you know, local crime, drugs, what's on the main screen is black people. But I think what is so important for everybody to realize, though, is every race, every race has a drug addict. Every race has, you know, has had a a serial killer. The crime is not certain crimes are not specific to one race of people. I think people do. For the most part, which a lot of uh, people don't understand and uh well a lot of people uh i don't want to call people out but there's some white people i have to do it sorry this is the racist podcast uh shout to mark stiffles but the, the thing with crime is it's not it's not a people thing it's not a race thing it's a poverty thing when you're poor you don't have opportunities you sometimes do some shady stuff and it's unfortunate uh, that's the but case but that just some crime. I, I, I agree with your statement, but some crime. Well, uh, blue, because blue, the, co- uh, blue collar crime, my bad. White collar crime is usually confined to greedy people. Crime. Yeah, rich. Yeah, <laughs> rich well, <white>. but, <laughs> this, is, <sighs> this is, that is true. But no, but not even, you know, because it's, American greed. certain crimes are, is definitely an issue of poverty. 
Um, but when you talk about like the school shooting that just happened in Ocala, either Thursday or Friday, you know, there was even, even the one in Parkland there, they have basically said that that guy, that kid has over a million dollars and they're saying he should be able to pay for his own defense. So that they're going through an argument there. So here's a rich white kid who is committing a crime for essentially. So it's not always about poverty, but I will say, and this is not a fact. Wait, 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 wait. Who has a million dollars? The Parkland shooter? No, no. I don't think he has a million dollars. People raised a million dollars for him. No, so no, no, he... no, no. No, he has. They said oh, they. Because I think that was the issue. They were talking about it's not right that they're raising money like, uh, like mm. the NRA. They, they may be raising money for him, but his mother died about six months before this happened. And he, she, he has her, not only her estate, but her life insurance, which, uh, and he's getting, um, uh, uh, annuity. I think she might've had an annuity. And so that is, they, they, they were in court debating. They said they still don't know the, how many, how much assets he has because mm. they see it. One of the annuitized payment came in. It was $3,333. They were trying to figure out if those payments were monthly or annually. Um, and then I think one of the, based on the insurance policies that he got, he probably had over a million dollars. So they weren't talking about money that was raised for oh, him. Wow. They were talking about that's just money that he true. got yeah. from his, his parents' death. Well, that's even worse then because these people are giving away their hard-earned money because they are so pro-gun and the cast already loaded. So shout out to y'all stupid-ass NRA uh, gun people. So God bless yeah. y'all. But so, I'm just saying, yeah, you have, I would say, like I said, it's not a factual number, but I would just say venture to say about 60% of crime is more so a poverty problem. But then you have your other 40% of crime, which is a greed problem or it's a drug habit problem or it's well, a... Well, Mental illness. That that's what I'll say that one is. Yeah. Cause a lot of these a lot of these people are mentally ill. Like I don't see why you're at first of all, Waffle House might as well be the Disneyland of the South. This is the happiest place on earth. You get a full <laughs> like four thousand calorie meal for about ten dollars. You got good staff, you know, you got some jukebox in the background, you know, safe place to walk walk flame while you in there. But like why are you at the Waffle House? First of all, why do you have an AR fifteen at the Waffle House? Second why are of all, you why naked? Are you, why are you naked? Yeah. Was, why are you naked? Yeah. He he has to have some sort of form of mental illness, but I think it, I think that guy might have been tied up with a uh, if I read correctly with a neo-Nazi group or one of those crazy uh, groups that are allowed to cook in America because of the color of their skin. So, but it is what it is. I don't want to get off the Waffle House story real quick without a huge huge shout out, huge shout out to the hero at this Waffle House who fought the man off who had the gun. His name is James Shaw Jr. He felt concerned of what he saw, and he stepped up, and he uh, tackled the man before more lives were lost. So, shout out to him, and he is a black guy, for the record, just so people know. That is that was not an important fact, but okay. Well, I think it is. I think it is because what I'll say is, I don't know if this becomes a big story, but this man is essentially a hero, so he should be one of the people. You know, maybe an old forty-five should uh, personally thank him for being a hero in this country because. And on one of his uh, political speeches, he had all these other heroes here saving people. None were people of color, by the way. If you go back and check out one of his speeches, uh, it was the State of the Union, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, this man is a hero, and it ties into the gun debate. It is yeah. important. What he is didn't right? care. 
Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't checking for, you know, the race of people he was saving. He just, you know, saved them, which... That's you know. true, because I have to say, my mom is has become a racist. So I feel like if she was at that Whoa. store, she, she would have been Whoa, like, on, no, pause, pause, no, 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 no. Why is your mom a racist? My <laughs> mom, let me tell you, anytime anything happens, I'll say, mom, this happened to this girl. And she'll be like, wait, before I care, was she Wakandan? And... Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Wakanda forever. That is everything. And she's like, and it's so funny because another incident happened to where somebody, they were like, oh, are they going to lose their job? She was like, well, if they were a Wakandan, I, I, I care. If they not, I don't even want to hear about it. You know, so my mom is definitely a racist. So she would be one of those people in the store. She'd be like, okay, let me check. Let me see how many Wakandas are in here. If it's some Wakandas in here, then I'm going to go tackle this guy. But if it ain't no, if it's just others, I'm just going to dip out the back door type thing. So, yeah, definitely big ups to him, especially if, you know, he wasn't. Obviously, he wasn't. Say his, his name. James Shaw Jr. I added the a, Waffle House. Said big, he, should get free, he should get a free Waffle House for the rest of his life. No for question. the rest he of get his like life. like a Waffle House black card. No question. <laughs> card blush. Whatever I want, I, I get it all the time. Whatever. He, I, I, hopefully. Did they, so did Waffle House acknowledge his heroism? Um, I, let me check their Twitter real quick. I know it's a big story. Like, uh, I mean, it just happened recently. So it's probably, it might make a new cycle by the time this podcast comes out Monday, but oh, okay. Um, let's see if they acknowledged it. Only thing that they said so far on the Twitter feed is this is a very sad day for the Waffle House family. We ask for everyone to keep the victims and their families in their thoughts and prayers. So they haven't acknowledged it yet, but other media. We'll give them some sites, time. Yeah, we'll give them some time. They're probably, you know, this is a huge, uh, PR nightmare, even though, I mean, essentially the Waffle House didn't do anything wrong because this could have been anywhere. Yeah. This could have been any place. It just happened. You have a sicko, crazy person with access to a weapon and you decide to do what crazy people do is shoot people. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, shout out to him. Hopefully he gets uh, the recognition he deserves and uh, definitely free Waffle House for life. But I, I know this podcast has been a bit heavy, so we're going to lighten up a bit. I know Lauren, she wants to talk about uh, everybody's favorite. Uh, Third trimester dodge dodgeball expert, uh, Mr. Tristan Thompson. So uh, I'm not gonna you know, lie, I don't keep up. I don't keep up with the Kardashians, so I really don't know too much about this stuff. But I think I can fill in the, the blanks with this story. So I'm gonna let you break it down real quick. Well, you know what? I really wanted a, a, a man's perspective on it, just because there are two things. What everybody is saying is he's clearly a professional football player everybody knows him so he's out basketball player what what did i say baseball football oh whatever he he's a professional athlete okay so so a basketball player but no so you have you he's out he's in a club i don't know if you've seen the videos but he's out and he's in the club you know openly with like three women three different women at this time one grabbing on this junk one you know putting her boobs in his face you know and it was just <clears throat> outrageous so as far as a respect thing goes as a man is there no like okay if I'm gonna cheat on my girlfriend let me do this in public or let me be careful about it is there and have women kind of accepted so much from men that they feel confident in doing these things just out in the open where they know there's not going to be really any real consequences. What is your opinion of women these days on a large scale about the bullshit that they put up with 
from men. So what I'm going to say on that is, first of all, we're, we're dealing with a different type of animal. These are two very wealthy people. I understand at the end of the day, they're still humans, they have emotions, but rich people, wealthy people like that are playing a slightly different game than us regular Joes out here. So we don't know what kind of, what do they say? What kind of, what kind of agreement they had, right? Maybe that, maybe she knows he cheats. Well, you know what? You know, it's funny because somebody put out a statement and I never know how credible these things are. They'd be like, Oh, a source close to the family. And that's what happened in this situation. So, the statement that came out was a, sta- uh, a source close to the family says that, you know, Chloe is so in love with her little girl and her family that she's not really worrying about that. She's already forgiven him because it was just some harmless kissing and flirting um, and on the fault of the groupies. And that nothing is, that is mo- I mean, look, nothing- these groupies are out here trying to get paid. They're trying to hit a payday, you know what I'm saying? Like, have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire type joint, you know what I'm saying? Like, gotta, you gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I have to say, because I, I, I said, I asked my fiance, I said, hey, has there been any stories about Kanye cheating or like, has there, you know, has anybody seen him? And even with Jay-Z, Jay-Z, we only know for a fact that he cheated on Beyonce because he Alleg- told them. Allegedly. He, allegedly. He, t- he, has, he's, he has admitted to it now, right? So Look, th- that's, no, that's no, my no face, point. No case. I didn't see a video. Exactly. But that's my point. That's my point. Shout out to the Bayhive, though. (laughs) Or Beehive or Alpha, Beta, Beyonce, whatever y'all call yourselves these days. Whatever. But that's my point. You know, there's no video of Jay-Z. I don't, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to even accuse Kanye of cheating, but, you know, if he has, there's no evidence of it. You know, you're not out there on a public scale humiliating the person that you're with publicly what is it that makes them so careless? What is it that makes men so careless when it comes to these type of actions? Because Jay-Z, obviously he had enough respect for Beyonce not to do it in public, not to get caught. Well, he well, didn't get caught. Let's, but, let's, but. Let's, let's get to the first point. Hashtag black men don't cheat. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, so if a black to cheat or get caught up in a situation like that, I mean, again, he's playing a different game. Uh, he he might have been drunk. They might have drugged him. They might have put some uh, you know something in his drink where he couldn't think right. So we're not going to sit here and put the blame on this solid black man. He was obviously drugged, and they uh, proceed to take advantage of him. So he should definitely <laughs> join the Me Too movement. You know oh. he didn't want. Nobody said he wanted to have those those women's fake breasts in his face or be fondled. That's assault. He should press charges against the women immediately in that case. And so, so what about the woman that was in his hotel room with him that he took back to his hotel room? So, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you how it is. So as a God-fearing Christian man, Christian is probably like myself, and you need to take women to the, to the hotel for late-night sessions of prayer. So, you know, every hotel room has a Bible, so they probably cracked it open, and, and they prayed and got into the Word. And then Until they 5 a.m., and then they left at 5 a.m. Okay, cool. So, okay, well, what do you think they were doing so, till 5 a.m.? So, so, so you, tell the, me, first, you tell me what the, were they doing till the 5 a.m. The answer is... It still remains a mystery why men are such assholes and blatantly disrespectful. We'll we'll never know. The world will well, never I know. I mean, let's keep it a buck. And this is this is gonna come off kind of bad, but the Kardashian family as a whole are they respectful people? I I don't understand. Mm. I don't understand that question because maybe maybe she hasn't earned respect. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's how the relationship is, first of all, why are you out in the club and your baby mama or fiance is pregnant, first and foremost? Like, that obviously shows what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure he didn't just randomly go to the club that night. This is probably behavior that's been going on for a while. Right. So, so she obviously like, accepts that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what, and I think, and that's what, and I guess I'm just wondering what the thought process is. Like, do men literally say, oh, you know what? She doesn't care if I go to the club. She don't really respect herself. She wouldn't, she wants this relationship and this baby so bad that she, I can do whatever. Like, do you guys well, have that thought process? Well, like, have yeah, you I, ever been? Have you ever been in a relationship and been like, "Well, I was gonna ask you if you ever cheated, but I'm gonna leave that. I'm not gonna ask that question." Like, men don't cheat, so um, I'm resounding no. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I just wonder. Like, I'm just curious. Are are we? Could you see men blaming women for men's behavior? Of course. But I mean, sometimes uh, men are in the right, so women know they be acting crazy. Y'all know y'all be wilding out, so. Okay, well. But but also, again, what I was saying earlier is that we're not playing the same type of game. Like, okay, she has she has a baby by a guy that signed an $80 million contract. At the end of the day, no matter what happens, she's paid. She's already paid. But now it's at the point where, okay, cool, well. You cheated on me. Well, guess what? You still have to take care of the shower for 18 years. So I'm good. Is I can it, move on with my life. You know what I'm but why do you guys make it just about money? What about her? It's, it's, the emotional part of relationships and having sex and having kids? Because she clearly seems oh, like okay, she well, loves let's him. Keep, let's keep it up. Oh, mm. You know, she loves him enough. She loves him enough where that 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 part of that that life or that part of their life is going to be you know put on public broadcast for everyone to see on their show. Keeping up with the Kardashians, right? Also, that incident allegedly happened in October. Why are we not just hearing about it? Ding, 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 because a new season of their show is about to come out. So come on, let's let's not act like no. they're both playing each other, man. The first incident happened in October, but it was uh, one more recent that happened in February. And then before it all hit, the with the video with him with the woman had just happened the week before it came out. But the video of the club, I think that was back in October. But there was something that happened in February, and then a week before the story hit was when that video of him and the woman at the hotel that that, that went in at like 5 a.m. or something like that. So, you know, if you guys want to make it about money, then all right, we'll move on. I mean, but again, she, you have two celebrities. You have two celebrities, and you have a professional basketball player. But I saw a study that said, uh, I'm not going to say that. But, so men get a pass. So, pro, pro, so professional athletes get a pass, though, right? I mean, I think they should. Oh, okay. Well, I think they should. I, 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 y'all let me know on Twitter at Southbury Seven Hundred Six if you think professional athletes should get a pass. Because I mean, ah, oh, man, no comment. We don't leave it at that. I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole because I feel that uh, there's probably a lot of people on their eyes shaking their heads at me right now. But it is what it is. <laughs> But sticking our relationship, let's uh, give uh, Lauren a big congratulations for being engaged. Yay! Clap, Yay! clap, 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 clap. Shout out to you. All right. So I know you're talking about your your pending marriage and setting up the details and getting all that stuff taken care of. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to give the number on the podcast, but you said that you were thinking about spending a certain amount of money. Is that something huh? you want to disclose or? Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's no secret. Uh, it's funny because my fiance was like, we need to get into this, like just hearing the prices. He's like, we need to get into the wedding business. We need to, 
you know, do this, be a biggest scam, he, biggest he hustle of to, all time. He wants the to be an officiant now. He's like, let me go see how I can, you know, be licensed to be an officiant. But yeah, so right now, um, we looked at our budget earlier, and it was at seventeen thousand five hundred, um, based off of the the, the figures that we have oh. already gotten. So the people that we've already booked, the venue, DJ, um, food, right now we're at about seventeen five, um, and um, and it's gonna go up a little bit because I we're gonna have a Bentley now. We're about to rent a Bentley for our oh grand exit. And oh, wow. so it's gonna go up a few more hundred. So we might, you know, we're 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 gonna be between seventeen and twenty thousand dollars for our wedding. And you know what? I every day, I gotta be honest though. Every day, I'd be like, "Damn, do we really want to spend this much money sure on this?" But <clears throat> I don't know. It's such an important day. Well, so, so from one person that is engaged to a person who has recently gotten married, and you had a wedding, correct? Yes, I did. What do you think about what? Well, let me ask if you care. You don't have to tell me how much you pay, but what was the oh, most definitely. expensive? What was the most expensive thing that had to be paid for? Was it the food, the venue, her dress? Uh, the venue, definitely the venue. The venue. Our, venue was, okay. our venue was cheap. We only spent like, I think we spent like ten thousand dollars. Right. Okay, so I'm not too far past y'all. But 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 there's a huge but. We pay for it in cash though. Like we save the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's there was no so, bills. There's no as, debt. I was like, as are we? Yep, we are. Okay, so what I'll tell you, what I'll say you from from that sense is, the for the money that you're gonna spend, the day goes by so fast that you're gonna be like, okay, wow, did I really do X, Y, and Z. Also, you're not spending money for you. You're spending money for everybody else, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't even think I got to eat any of the food at my wedding. Like, I don't remember any of that stuff. It's literally, okay, run here, take pictures. You know, get drunk here, take pictures. Like, you're just all over the place. Yeah. And I, I would much rather take that money. Like, if you're going to spend that much, I would ca- – look, if you're going to do a big, do this. Because it's all about you and your, and your fiancé, future husband. If you're going to do it like that, what you might as well do, cap it at 10 spend the seven racks on a bomb ass honeymoon. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's where it's at, man. That's where you need to put the money at. Because that's what oh. you're gonna remember. Oh, so I have another question. Remember. I have another that- question. So about honeymoon. So Anthony wants to do uh on the invitations. He said because we're spending so much, he feels like we should only take monetary gifts. And he wants to put that on the invitations. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so ghetto. So Yo, that reminds me of something I just saw on Twitter talking about. If you send me a uh, invitation to a wedding or party with a bill attached to it, I am not opening it at all. So yeah, that's kind of you can say that. I wouldn't put that in the invitation. I would say that, but but I've, and I've said that. And so then the question becomes for you all: How many guests did you have? Oh, that's man. That's I. I wasn't a, a part of none of that stuff. It was a decent amount though. More, like more than a hundred, more than a hundred, or less than a hundred. I think less than a hundred. Okay, so I was just talking to a girl that got married just recently, and she said she did not say you know monetary gifts only, but that's mostly what she got. Um, so, do you feel that way? Is that did you guys get more money than gifts, or more gifts than money, or did people even bring gifts? 
Whether I think it was, it was more money because, like, we told people, like, we, we move around and stuff like that. Or when we move, we don't want a bunch of extra stuff to carry around. Right. Right. But okay. uh, my thing is, is, like, if, if that's the case, then don't you think you're spending too much? If you're going to say, I, I just want money, then don't. Again, what I just told you, it's not for you. It's for them. Yeah. Spend less. Spend less. Spend the rest of that money on a bomb-ass honeymoon. Where y'all have your honeymoon plan already or no? Um, we're going to Montego Bay, Jamaica. That's where he wants to go. Oh, that's where I went as well. Great spot. Oh, oh, it's great. Okay, cool. So that's where we're supposed to be going. Um, it is actually really expensive. I was looking at it. I've been working with a representative. Um, where, um, where are you going? Huh? Or in Jamaica? I mean, like, are you going to like uh, like a sandals type deal? Yeah, that's or... what I was saying. I was talking to a sandals. I've been working with the sandals representative. Oh, shit. But I think they're really expensive, and I was like, "Can we just find like a regular hotel right. that's not sandals?" I can give you, I can give you one that's just as good. Well, not just as good. Look, okay, if you're gonna keep the, if you cut the budget down, then sandals is cool. Sandals is like five hundred dollars a night. Sandals is ridiculous. Right. There's a place right outside the uh, the airport, literally five minutes away from the airport, called the Royal de Cameron. It's all you can eat, open bar from ten o'clock. I I see you some pictures at the podcast, and, but I've and been there. I've the, been there the, twice. Yeah, send me the information, especially if it's cheaper than five hundred a night, because then we can. Bruh, it's like it's like a hundred dollars. This shit oh, is not bad. Sit. It's not, it's oh. not bad at all. The food, sit. the food send is me pretty that. good. Uh, you can actually, if you want to get more uh, non, because they have like Jamaican food, but it's not. It's still kind of touristy a little bit, but you can actually call uh, taxi drivers and they'll take you to, there's a, a couple of places right outside the resort. Only thing is with the resort, you got to be careful because you have to wear an armband and people will harass you because they know you're a tourist. Also, Montego Bay is not the safest place in the world, so just be oh. careful with that. <laughs> Maybe out there wilding, but yeah, I'm going to send you that. That's okay, my thing, yeah. Cool. If you're going to spend yeah. the money, man, spend it on the honeymoon. Don't... Don't put on a, a, a spectacle for your guests because they're just going to get fat and happy and drunk and go home. And you're going to be sitting here like, damn, I spent almost 20 racks to have essentially a big party that I really didn't get to enjoy, if that makes sense. Not saying you won't, but if you're doing pictures and stuff, you're going to be running around trying to get your pictures up. That's going to be a huge part. Yeah, and stuff. see, I, and I think that's like the biggest expenses. Like our venue is $4,500. Well, the venue with the extra stuff that we added in comes up to about six. Um, photography is like 17 um, and then the food this is where I was and it's crazy because I was like well I don't want to spend money because you pay on food per person so like there was one tasting that we did where he was like 27 per person and that includes taxes and gratuity and then this other person which had amazing menu was like $40 per person and that doesn't include taxes or gratuity, which is 20% for the total. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm not inviting this. So I was like, we're going to have a wedding that costs $17,000 and only really have 65 people at our wedding. So, that's, bro, that's crazy. You know how much other stuff you can buy for that extra? And I'm just keep saying 10 because that's the number I stay yeah, around. Right. But there's so many things you can do. Like, man, that's, you could pad your savings big time with that. Shit, you could, I don't know. Get your house, get your kitchen well, redone in your house for something we, like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, what I will say is, what, what I will say is, is we have said, because again, we are paying cash for this. So we're not financing our wedding. We're paying this out of our hard earned pockets. There will be, there will be no vacation. And it has been hard because, like, we essentially, we're used to getting up and going and traveling and taking the kids on elaborate vacations. You know, we've done that a lot in the past together and apart. 
So like when, and I love Chris Brown, Chris Brown is coming to the coming and I've been to his concert every single year, whether it was in Jacksonville or not, I'm not going this year. And that's, that's heartbreaking to me. But you still can though, man. I, you know, no. You still no. can. You're I can't, still, I can't, it's not, you're, I can't. You're not committed. You didn't pay already, man. Well, I ha but I, but no, I've I paid the deposit for everything. The deposits have been put on everything. Ooh, buddy, damn, that's what's up. I mean, yep. So we've paid out a couple of thousand already, just you know, to 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 set our date and for everything, and it's kind of set. But I asked, you know, I asked Anthony. I was like, I think we've paid about uh about three thousand already of the seventeen. And that's just like, you know, $100 there for the DJ or 200 for the DJ, $1,000 deposit for the venue. So um, we paid about $3,000 out already. And I was like, so do you want to forfeit $3,000 to save fourteen? You know, I guess that's technically worth it, right? But when I think about it, I don't feel like when I look at the things individually, I don't think that anything is like overly priced. And Anthony was like, that's crazy. Because like our DJ, for instance, five hundred dollars i think that's amazing that's not bad, that's not bad. you know I mean, you're, you're actually kind of making out good because the average waiting cost is about thirty five thousand dollars so yeah see okay if, if that, i mean if that's how you want to look at it but i still think anybody that spends almost forty thousand dollars on essentially a scam is stupid but that's another discussion for another day well tell me what the scam is marriage is a scam you just seen you just said your husband wants to get into the marriage business because you see how profitable it is Right. Like, bro, you can literally go to the courthouse and still get married for less than 1% of what y'all about to pay. At my the end first, of the day, at the end of the day you're still going to love each other. Oh, okay. oh, okay. So now I see you. Now we got to the root of this. We got to the root of this. This makes sense. <laughs> it, makes, it all makes sense now. Definitely yeah. Sense. My first marriage was definitely at the courthouse. I want to have a wedding. <laughs> so. I, all right, man. Just. You know, we'll have a follow up on this probably a year from now, and, and let me know how you feel about it a year from now, because I think you're gonna okay. be like, ah, oh, you know, damn, Chris Brown's coming back. I sure wish I had that seven thousand dollars to go wild. But out. you know what? I, what I will say is, what's amazing is, is that we, me and Anthony, have really good, you know, conversation and communication, and so we have really kind of made a plan. Like, okay, if we can save seventeen thousand dollars in one year, less than a year, because the wedding's a little bit less than a year from now, uh, if we can save seventeen thousand dollars in a year then the next year we're going to pay off debt you save another seventeen thousand to pay off debt pay down debt my student loans are more than 17 by themselves so another scam college but continue. <laughs> and then so we said we'll take this year we'll take seventeen thousand to pay for our wedding next year we'll take seventeen thousand dollars to clear up um well with 17k we'll be able to clear up all of our small debt and you know a little bit of my student loan debt um and then the next year we'll save another 17k to buy a bigger house, you know, to to put on a down payment for a house. Between the two of us, we have six kids. Every other weekend there are six kids in our house. Um, so I think that you know, and the good thing about it is that once the wedding is over, because my dad told me once the wedding is over, you don't want to be living. What's the term? Hand to foot, foot to mouth, or some shit like that. Check Whatever that. Check. Or check to check. Yeah. Um, I, although. Because of the amount of money we're spending, I do feel like, oh, my gosh, I've, I haven't had to live check to check in years. But it's because we see all this money going from our regular check into our savings account. And it's like, OK, we can only spend this amount of money on groceries this week. So it's a little bit it's it's tough, especially. And I even said to him today, I said, we may need to look into finances this wedding, but we won't. You know, we're not going to do that. But 
because it is hard. It's hard when you've been used to living a certain kind of way and being able to get up and go and do what you want when you want. And then it's now it's like, oh, well, I can't do that right now because I got to pay for the wedding. And and but let, me, let me ask you this question because I have one more question. But. The bride's parents, according to Google, are supposed to pay for the wedding. Did you guys pay for your own wedding? Did your parents help her or your parents help at all? Absolutely not. Did you Absolutely. guys... Did you guys ask? No. Okay. As 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 uh Smokey said on Friday, niggas is broke these days. That's 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 how we out here. Niggas is broke these days. That's a direct quote. Uh don't be offended by use of the N-word. But yeah, nah. My thing is, man, it's like I don't I'll be I don't like asking for nothing. That makes sense. Yeah, and and and, and it does. So let me tell you, because my dad's wife said to me, well, you know, we're going to help you pay for this wedding. You know, we're going to help. And so she said that. And then that was kind of the end of it. And so I was telling Anthony, I was like, damn, should I ask them? What are they planning on paying? Well, actually, for? no, let me, let me back, let me back I, up. They did pay. We did a, uh, we did a family dinner and they paid, uh, my dad paid for the dinner for the family dinner. If that makes sense. So. Okay. But that has nothing to do with the wedding though. Uh, I guess you're right. Yeah. So, you know, my parents was like, you know, my stepdad and his wife, like, they're going to help. So I was like, is it appropriate to go and say, hey, what exactly are you going to help with? Or should I just wait until they say, what exactly do you need us to pay? And then my real dad, you know, of course, he was just like, congratulations. He didn't offer to pay for anything. But I wonder if it's tacky to say, dad, can you help me pay for my dress? My dress was $2,000, but not, I only... Yeah, I only owe eight hundred and fifty left on it, and it'll be in in July. So I feel like since I've already paid the most of, you know, the bulk of it, Dad, can you cover this last eight fifty for me, or can we go half on the last eight fifty? <clears throat> in my mind, I want to ask, but like it, I can't. Like I don't. I, first of all, I've never had to ask anybody for anything, and second of all, I just don't know how it would come off. Like, it, am I allowed to ask those type of questions? Hey man, close mouth don't get fed, man. <laughs> Worst they gonna say is no. So that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, uh, real quick, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, there's one more thing. So, cause I saw uh, the homegirl on Twitter. Shout out to what's her name? Uh, Ambezy, uh, B E Z Y underscore B B Y. Uh, she's a fellow Augustine like myself. So shout out to you. So you said you were paying off student loans, correct? Uh, what What were you going to school for? Um, I have a degree in communications. Okay, PR. so she she had an excellent question. So I, I want to hear y'all's thoughts on Twitter too. Uh, working on getting another Facebook page running so we can, uh, you know, get y'all involved in the conversation a little bit more. But she had a good question. She said, "I have a question. This kind of sort of." Well, she said, "I have a question. These answers. Have there ever been a situation where people that you grew up with start acting funny around you because you have a degree and that they think you're better than them?" So have you ever experienced that? Um, I, yeah, not blatant, um, but I have experienced, it's more like a, oh, you know, she has a degree, she's got a good job, she don't need... And, and this is more so when it came to my kids. It was like there are other people in the family who have kids who, you know, barely graduated from high school, and the family does so much for their children. 
but because I went to college and I have a degree, it's like, oh, well, every time I see your kids on Facebook, they always got on this and they don't look like they need nothing. So I wouldn't say like a, 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 a direct like, oh, you think you're better than me or they treat me like I'm better than them because I have a degree. But I do think that people have, you know, preconceived notions that, oh, if you have a degree, you must be doing better than the rest of us who don't. So you don't need have the same needs, you know, that we need. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, you could even tie this in like y'all listening, even if it's like not even regarding to a degree, but if you're kind of, I guess, doing better off than somebody like. I don't think I've ever had that happen to me. I don't know. I mean, I, I think no matter how you feel, like even if you're the person that feels that way, there's always you're always doing better than somebody. There's somebody always doing better than you. So right. And, and if you're in the in the situation where you feel like that, then just do better. Right. <laughs> work harder, study harder, hustle harder, do what you got to do. But don't you know? Be a hater all your life. That's not going to do anything for you. So it's going to make you look bitter and crusty. Yeah, and I don't even think, like, especially for me, a single parent, you know, with three kids just up until recently, um, hell, I, I shop at Walmart. I mean, I think Walmart has nice stuff. I will, if it doesn't last long, you know, I won't necessarily keep my kids and stuff on, but you really never know what's, degree or no degree, you don't know what somebody's situation is. You don't know. Sure don't. And, and my, you know what my boss even said to me, she was like, I don't know, because she know how much I make and she know how much she make. She said, I don't know how you do all you do on your little salary. And uh, I was like, you know, because I actually, you might not know, but you know, I have other, uh, other means of income, <laughs> whether you know it or not, you know, so whether it might be a parent helping out, whether it might be a boyfriend, you know, whether you may have an inheritance, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just never know what people have going on or what kind of deal they got or what somebody gave them. I have a, a, I have a real good friend and she doesn't have a degree and it's so crazy because the best shit happens to her. Like they messed up on her mortgage uh, when she closed on her home. So she had to refi. She had, they had to refinance her and then, but like right after, but because right after she closed, she went and bought all this shit her debt to income ratio was too high for them to be able to approve her refinance. So the bank, because they made the mistake, they had to pay off some of her debt. I'm like, the best shit happens to you. So she has, wow. she didn't, she didn't have, she didn't have a mortgage payment due for like four and a half months. Yeah. So, like, so now she has all this extra money that she's able to just stack because she got a mortgage, and now she got, they paid off like three or four of her bills, you know, of new stuff that she just bought. Amazing. So, you know, you just never know how people are or where they are. It, you know, just I just leave folks alone. Worry about yourself. Yeah. So at the end of the day, just like uh, 45 says, you got to you know, pull yourself by the bootstraps. And, you know, you try to work harder. And maybe with a small loan of a million dollars, you can become somebody. You know what I'm saying? Right. So shout out to all the people with trust funds. So, again, yeah. Lauren, I appreciate you coming through. We definitely need to have you on more often. You need to get back on Twitter, like. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so mad y'all right on Facebook with them, with them stealing all y'all's information. Y'all need to get off Facebook. Hashtag delete Facebook 2018 and forever. Okay. Uh, appreciate I'm you coming through. Anyway, shout out to everybody who checks yeah. this out. We appreciate it. Go I ahead. have to give a shout out before you go. So I have to I have to give a shout out. Obviously, I don't know if I if you know, but Anthony is starting a podcast. Hey. It's, called, it's called Shit Talk No Fragrance. 
uh, with a friend of his, Crystal. So I want to give a shout out to them. Uh, definitely be looking out for that. Crystal Dixon on Facebook, Anthony Tony on Facebook, and then on um, tw- on Instagram, I believe they are I am underscore Anthony Tony and Hendrix Monet, I believe. So definitely go and follow them. Oh, her? I know her. Oh, you do? We follow oh. each other on Twitter recently. Awesome. So yeah, they're doing- a small world. Yeah, it really is a small world. So he's doing a podcast with her. So definitely y'all go follow them, support their podcast when it comes out. And I appreciate being on. I definitely need to be on more often. I actually enjoy the podcast world. So hopefully I'll be on more often. Y'all, y'all try to do me wrong because I have kids. They're like, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't come on because you have noise in the background. But hey, look, you know hey, what? Look, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I have, we have no, standards here no, at the studio. No, no more. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I thought about you guys the other day because. <clears throat> Oh, I listen. Shit. I listen to DJ Envy's podcast with his wife called the Casey Crew, and you know they record in the studio in their home. And on like their second to the last podcast, their kids interrupted them like five times. I swear, but that you know, but it went out. It went out to the world as is because that shit's real. So it's okay sometimes if you have somebody coming in yeah. like well, mommy. Well, again, this is a they're they're on a different level. So uh, yes. Think about what you just said. They recorded it in the studio in their house. All right, the committee studios, as you see, is not that great, <laughs> not that big. So we got to get the best audio quality uh, possible for the, oh, okay. the great listeners out there. So again, all right, yeah, kids. Hashtag uh, build a wall around the kids. So <laughs> shout out to everybody right. who rocks with us. Uh, we appreciate y'all. The will to win and life is important, but the will to prepare is vital. We out. Peace. <laughs>